Did you like have to go to the hospital, or you just like mm, shit? This is done. I went to the chiropractor starting Monday, and I've been I've, I've seen him four times this week. Uh, I mean, there were times I was just like, okay, is this guy might just like totally be a quack, and I have no idea what the heck he's doing here. But uh, I don't know. Every time I kind of get to that point, it's just like, well, you know, uh, things are kind of getting better. So I don't know. Hopefully, he gets the stabilization pretty soon. I've never been to a chiropractor before until this week. So, I mean, I've we'll never see what been. happens. Yeah, I've never I, been to one either. I'm thinking about going to one. I've never been to one. But, like, my hips are, like, not aligned right. I can tell when I'm sitting down. But I'm like, oh, shit. If I go to the chiropractor, am I going to go to the chiropractor forever now? You know? It's actually kind of because it seems like when people start going – they go like once or twice a week. For, yeah. For forever. Yep. Yep. Like, is there a doctor that can like fix you? <laughs> you know, like, I want to go to that doctor. Yeah. Fix Where's me doctor once. Can... Call it good. I'll be back the next time I hurt. Where's the doctor that they can like fix you and you don't have to do like surgery? I don't know. <laughs> like, like you go to a chiropractor, you're gonna see them forever. You're never gonna get fixed. You go to an orthopedic surgeon, like not surgery. Nope. Depends on what you classify as a doctor, because I mean, there are people that get like PhDs and like apparel merchandising and design, and they're technically called doctor. <laughs> I bet they could fix you up real good. I was I was getting my masters um, at that ceremony. Are, are there like real people? Are there real people with doctorates in apparel merchandising? Oh yeah, I was writing the booklet I got when I was in the ceremony for my master's degree. I was seeing these people getting like PhDs, and their their thesis was about like the tripartite dress design or something. And I'm just like, holy crap. Are you fucking kidding me? The, the, uh, ac- academia needs a lot of help. <sighs> a PhD <laughs> in apparel. Imagine spending two hundred grand for apparel merchandising. And people uh, wonder why they're in so much debt from college. <laughs> like, oh my god! Could you imagine? Jokes on us. They're probably going to be rich as fuck. <sighs> yeah, no kidding, man. I was. I, I had a lot of classmates who went on the uh, medical school and stuff. I, like, I was just like, at the end of the four years, I was just like, fuck that. <laughs> I can't stay here. Get me out of here. I mean, I loved Iowa State, but I'm just like, I can't sit in the classroom anymore. This is so boring. I just yeah. think whatever you do, like uh, whether it's <clears throat> go to grad school, go to work. I mean, yeah, this is going to sound so Matt Campbellish, but it's just reality. Um it's all dependent on like what culture you're walking into. If you're walking mm. into a good and welcoming culture where people treat you as an individual and they want you to succeed, then really no matter what you walk into, it's not going to be that bad. If you're walk to, walking into a culture where they just treat you as a name and number and they don't, um, you know, and they don't do what's necessary to, um, you know, care or, you know, work with you when, when the time calls for it, I mean, then that, that's just going to be a disastrous experience. And that's, you know, no matter what entity you kind of go into though. Yeah. I mean, the, the chemical engineering uh, culture at Iowa state, it was, it was fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I actually probably brought it down because I didn't go to class too much, but, and I also fucked up the curve because I would get good grades. (laughs) my god people hated me but (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know i don't want to get into it because whatever i was i was stupid even then but yeah i just i can't imagine like going to get a doctorate in apparel merchandising or shit like that what what even is apparel merchandising it's like designing like clothing or like and <clears throat> wedding gowns and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe they go and <clears throat> design things for like uh, Calvin Klein or uh, I, I don't know Tommy Hilfiger, Georgie or Monty. I mean, 
Levi Strauss. Design all that stuff that they walk <laughs> down the fashion shows, and you're like, I would never wear that. Like, who's buying that? Well, that's I just inspiring. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Just inspiring it ideas? It has to be, because you never see half that stuff out on the action figures. Hmm. Well, I don't get it. I don't so get a lot of football program. So, yeah, back to the back to the football. Um, what I want to talk about right now, because I got to thinking about it. Everybody needs to stop worrying about this realignment stuff. Let, let me explain why. So, that's what we've been worrying about for the past week and a half. Is oh my gosh, are we going to the depths of hell in college football? What layer of hell are we going to? It's all doomsday. Oh my gosh, this is going to be awful. We need to stop worrying about it. Here's why if the Big Ten, if we go to the Big Ten or we go back to the Pac 12, because we're probably not going to stay in the Big 12, there's probably not going to be a Big 12. If we go to the Pac-10 or the Pac-12 or the Big Ten and we knock on their door and say, hey, can you let us in? The best case scenario is to say, absolutely, we'll let you in. The worst case scenario is they say, no, we're not going to let you in. That's kind of it's kind of black and white right now. And we've seen the reports that they said, no, we're not going to take anybody. And everybody's gotten the doomsday right now because, oh, gosh, what uh, conference are we going to? Oh, gosh, we're going to the Mountain West, the ACC, AAC, what's happening? I, I wonder if to a certain degree, everybody's posturing and acting like they're going to keep things as is, you know, mm-hmm. until they see how this uh, Big 12 versus the SEC and ESPN deal starts playing out. Well, well, well let me bring up this. So l- let's take a look at just the eight, you know, leftover Big 12 teams. Mm-hmm. Name one of those teams that will definitively or is likely to end up when the dust settles in a better spot than we will. Oklahoma State. That was my only only wonder there was Oklahoma State. Is that definitive, though? I mean, where would they go, you know? Well, it's going to get weird. It's already weird. But here's what I was going to say. So, we have Texas and Oklahoma on the record saying, now we don't believe it, but saying that they'll stay till 2025. Do we believe it? No. But they said it. So, but, and also the Big Ten has, and the Pac-12 has said, we're not looking to expand. Do we believe it? Not really, but that's what they said. And did you see the report about how the idea of getting a bunch of Pac-12 teams supposedly has fallen apart very quickly? Yeah, but the pe- yeah. people are starting to freak out about go like, oh no, we're gonna, we're going to be stuck in the Mountain West. Oh no, we're going to be stuck in the AAC. There's nothing we can do. Oh my gosh! <laughs> listen, listen. What do you do when you go when you're a salesman? What do you do when someone tells you no, Kevin? Well, you have to be told no at least three times. That's how telemarketing works. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> the little go, old lady will never say no three times. When we go to the Big Ten or we go to the Pac-12 and we get told no, and like Cole was saying, we have one of the better resumes. Of the teams, I'm not. Gonna, I don't know if we have the best. We have one of the better ones. So if they deny, I would us, argue we have the best. If, if they're going to deny us, then they're going to deny Kansas State. They're going to deny Baylor. They're going to deny TCU, and probably Texas Tech, and probably Kansas, unless it's like a basketball-heavy conference. And so they're going to say no to all the Big Twelve teams. If all the Big 12 teams get told no, who's going to volunteer to go to the Mountain West or AAC? Nobody. Are they go- Here's what they're going to do. They are going to sit on the front porch of the Big 10 and the Pac-12 and bang on that door 
until someone opens that door and they get the sale or they wait three years and die trying. Yeah, it's like selling a Kirby vacuum. Mm-hmm. We are not going to the Mountain <laughs> West. We are not going to the AAC unless we are told it's either that or you become an independent. And we might want to take independent. But that would, be a, that would be a significant blow to our revenue. And we just wave the white flag and go, we give up. We are not going to do that. Because as long as we can be in the Big 12, we'll stay in the Big 12. That's what we'll do. Out of all the eight teams here, Iowa State holds, I would say, most of the cards here. I would even dispute the Okie State thing just because since since they're not an AAU academic member, that that eliminates one option of consideration for a landing spot. So the way I see it, the Big Ten will be the next to act. It won't be the ACC because they're under contracts until 2036, 15 years down the road, their hands are tied. We've already heard reports. Sorry, I was just piggybacking on the ACC. Was their TV rights solely held by ESPN as well, or were they split up? I believe it's almost solely ESPN. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because they have the ACC network or whatever it is that nobody watches. Mm -hmm. So, so either Fox, we're going Big to yeah, Big Ten and Pac-12, yeah. So either we're going to hold Texas and Oklahoma's feet to the fire and collect a crap ton of money for four years while we're banging on the Big Ten doors until we until we finally pierce through and, and we get in, or we work out some deal behind the scenes and we make we get let in sooner rather than later. Now mm-hmm. the way you don't want to do it is how the is how the KU athletic department did things. I don't know what, what, what role Goff had in that tweet and stuff yesterday. If Goff was behind that, I doubt he was. That, that's a serious rookie mistake. <laughs> KU and Iowa State, they need to sell themselves as a package deal. And really, Goff, if he's smart, will let Jamie Pollard do all the, all, all the dirty work because he's got the experience. And, and by the way, Goff has some Big Ten connections, especially with Northwestern. Most of the two but, of them do then, yeah. I mean, so the, the the way I see it is this. If you saw it with Kansas and Iowa State, academically and, and athletically, it seems like what Kansas cannot offer to the Big Ten, Iowa State can. And what Iowa State cannot offer to the Big Ten, Kansas can. So I feel like it would be a package that would really comp where each school would be able to complement the other. And then academically schools like Michigan and Northwestern who are non-land grants would, would consider the package deal because they think like Kansas or schools like Wisconsin, Nebraska, Penn state, their land grant schools like Iowa state. And that, that, that whole package deal will balance and complement each other. Well, so we just got to, you know, just like I said from the beginning, we just got to play the long game here. We got to be calm, and we got the best people in the business to do this, and we're in a much better situation than anybody else in, of the eight leftovers right now. Because the Big 12, this Big 12 is not going to separate until all these, all these schools go to a Power 5 conference. Because, I mean, that, the, the ADs, the eight odd men out, ADs um, met last night and that's probably what they're talking about is we got to stick together because this stinks this really stinks we got to plan we got to make a plan we got to do what's best for our schools i mean if the big the big 10 if they don't take us or the pac 12 they don't take us then there's it's really slim pickings on who they'll take i don't know who they'll take I know that the Big Ten is going pretty hard after USC, but I don't see that happening. I don't That's see that fall apart. That's such a dry. Oh man, that won't happen. No, it won't happen. But they, they can't. They can't make that happen. Um, but it's. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. We've been talking about it for a week and a half. There's nothing that's happened. Well, there's a lot that's happened, but there's nothing that happened on the front of where's Iowa State going to play after 2025. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting gossip talk, but you're not really getting any concrete evidence that's adding to our conversation. Well, yeah, right, and everything right you're hearing is just simply rumors mm-hmm. for the most part. Wake me up when we know where we're going. That's what yeah. I gotta say. I can only speak from I can only speak for myself, but I haven't stressed. Yeah, I haven't stressed about this once because mm-hmm. I know the situation. Like you hear K State fans, and they're talking like, "Oh, you know, we're just all eight helpless people all in the same boat." Well, I mean, of course, K State fans would want to think that because is there there's a zero percent chance that Kansas State winds up in a better situation when the dust settles than Iowa State. There's a chance we might wind up in the same situation, but the chances that Iowa State winds up in a worse situation when the dust settles than Kansas State is zero. And K-State fans know that they're in a very bad position right now compared to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the Big 12 teams to break up to kind of where they – where they should fall because then everybody will realize how good the big 12 was. Iowa state will win the West uh, division of the big 10 probably for the first few years. And then we'll see how long they can win it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too thrilled with Wisconsin right now. And that's the only threat. Can we go to camp Randall and win? Ooh, that'd be tough. I, I think so. I think so. I think with the, how good the team is right now, I think we could beat them. Um, hey, I'd I like to see jump around versus the juicy wiggle any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, and then Oklahoma State in the Pac-12, I think that they would just run rampant through it. I think really the only teams that they would have to worry about is USC and Oregon. Everybody else they would demolish. Um, same thing with Baylor; they would run through it. TCU would run through it too. I, I really am not scared of any of those Pac-12 teams. I mean, and then West Virginia and Kansas State, I think they're pretty good. I think that West Virginia will beat most of the teams in the ACC. They really they just can't beat Clemson. Probably yeah. can't beat uh, a good Florida State. They probably can't beat uh, North Carolina. Uh, right yeah, North pretty good right now. Hey, do you guys know whether Colorado or Utah brought anything to the Pac-12 academically? Because I've they're been hearing AAU a lot members. of talks about they were. Yep, they're both AAU. Okay. Because that that would be so. Then, if that's that's the case, then that would definitely be a blow against a lot of these Big Twelve members that we're talking about here. Uh, like thinking of Oklahoma State and them. Well, but but you, but Utah and Buff Daddy are both below us in the rankings. I don't. So that might help us a little Buff bit. Daddy? Too. Yeah, uh, us us personally, but I'm thinking of the rest of them. Yeah. Buff uh, Daddy. Of, you've never heard Colorado called Buff Daddy, Eric? <laughs> Buff Daddy? No. Well, now you have. (laughs) (laughs) Buff, Daddy. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. Oh, wait. I'm forgetting two teams. The teams that are going to the SEC. (laughs) I can't wait to see Texas get the shit kicked out of them for years. Oh, man. Well, and what I get a – what I've been kind of laughing about is they're like, well, we're going to get better recruits. What do you mean? You no, still get good recruits. No, you're not. Not like when you, you go already, five seven. You already get the recruits that you're going to get. No one start- develops five-star talent into three-star performance like the University of Texas. That's mm-hmm. a false. That's false. You can look at Tennessee. Tennessee. They, develop they get four-star talent. They develop well. They get five stars too. They develop five stars into two stars. They're, Tennessee's so bad. I, I just, I just the part that kills me is with both of those teams complaining about how they're tired of playing these deadwood schedules that they've been playing in the Big Twelve. How about you? Fucking it's all win? our fault, and and it's going to be so much better in the SEC and all this stuff. It's it's like so either you're at the top of the heap. And you're beating this quote unquote dead wood. And that's debatable with Texas because they haven't been beating us. Or you're not at the top of the heap and now your fans are pissed that you're not a perennial winner because that's what they should be. And so it's really a lose lose situation for a fan base like Texas. And either way it goes, they're going to burn that, that thing down. I mean, 
They just want so bad to be Alabama. I mean, they literally yeah. were looking at flight logs or whatever it's called. The mm-hmm. flight scanner. I don't even know what they're called. But to see if Nick Saban's plane or whatever was coming to Austin. And then there was a report that his his wife was looking at uh, real estate in Austin. Are you out of your fucking skull? Nick Saban's not leaving Alabama. When he leaves Alabama, he's going to retire. He's retiring. You don't leave Alabama when you've won like six national championships. Are you insane? No. Yeah. They well, thought they were getting yeah. Urban Meyer. Are you crazy? It it just doesn't make sense to them when the whole just throw enough money at it and that'll solve our problems no. model. And it just doesn't work I all mean, the time. Do you remember Don't... when Tom Herman was the hottest coaching name in all of college football? Yeah. Yeah. What about it, Cole? <laughs> well, all dreams come to die. Yep. In a stadium that builds a south end zone like that. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that. <laughs> well, I had to word it like that because I wasn't sure how appropriate I need to word things on a podcast. But yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No, this is the Not Safe for Work podcast. This one's a free for all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm wondering if Texas can't beat Arkansas, who are they going to beat in the SEC West? <laughs> Arkansas. Well, that's what the NCAA calls a family of pigs is Arkansas. <laughs> I can't deal with this. Man. I just, okay. Shit. Um I need to collect myself again. <laughs> um shit. I fucking hate Texas, man. No, but seriously, like, uh, after the Pigs, or other than the Pigs, who could they beat in the SEC West? Ooh, well, the, the Mississippi schools. I don't know about that. Would Would Missouri be in the West in a revamped yeah. SEC, most likely? Yeah. Yeah, well, if they got to play up in Columbia in November, though. I mean, they couldn't beat Kansas State last year, so. No, they did. They did. They, they did. scored 70 on K-State. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Oklahoma, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the they, other one. They yeah. murdered Kansas State. But, That's right. They 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 beat the piss out of him, and then Herman found out he didn't have a job anymore because he yeah. won by too many points. Well, everybody beat the snot out of K State except for Oklahoma last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and KU, but do they count? Not especially. Do you know how fucking annoyed the SEC is going to be when they have to listen to Texas fucking talk all the time? I don't think that model is going to last, and I think Texas is going to cause a lot of long-term damage to the SEC. A parasite never changes its behaviors. Well, if they the destroy thing. one thing, they're going to destroy everything. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Texas, and this is why like none of these coaches entertain that job, none of the big high-level coaches, is because they know that those, those boosters will walk into your, your office daily to scream at you if you don't win games i'm wondering how many people have actually walked into matt campbell's office and screamed at him probably zero probably zero there are boosters at that program that pull weight like that that can do that but now they're in the sec that's commonplace in the sec now it's not as common as texas but you got Alabama, you got Auburn, you got LSU, you got Tennessee with crazy fan bases like that. Crazy. Like, in the Big 12, if you lose, yeah, you might get some angry letters. Depend, like, no matter what, any team, you might get some angry letters. We don't have the type of boosters in the Big 12 that will throw a stink like that besides Texas. Really, besides Texas, most most fan bases are pretty reasonable. Not in the SEC. Scared off Mac Brown. It's like, dude, that's your. And like, like talking about ruining that conference. I they're gonna be, they're just another seat at the table. They're not the leaders. Alabama's the leaders. Yeah, and they won't be digging that. Yeah. Well, and that's not gonna change because the headquarters are in Birmingham. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, maybe that's part of the just just wait. Texas's first demand as an official member of the conference will be to move the headquarters to Austin. I guarantee you they're not making a horns down rule in that conference. <laughs> I, I guarantee you it, the Big 12 officiating crews better be letting that go this season. Well, uh, I, I mean, if you want to talk about horns down, you'll just look at their record in the SEC and they'll do it to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what a mistake but like if you look at Texas historically they they're not like they act like they've been the best fucking team in the world forever and it's like not really you've just had a shit ton of money Texas's leadership is like the North Korean government where they present themselves <laughs> like they're the greatest thing ever. And they try to see how many hermits and sheep will, will buy what they're selling. And then when people actually escape and look at the real world, they start to realize what type of delusionary uh, people and liars really exist in that whole uh, cabal. Are you saying that Kim Jong-un is a Texas Longhorns fan? He might be. Um, that's classified information, Eric. <laughs> Bevo! <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, there's a reason why Kim Jong-un has, you know, would float in a pool. Let's just say that. <laughs> what kind of a regime is Oklahoma? Um... Mm. Is that the Filipino dictator, whoever that guy is, Duterte? <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't go with that. Um, oh, well. I, I, I would maybe think probably somewhere in Europe, maybe. Like, that's kind uh, of what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. I, 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 I was thinking maybe the United Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, where they, where they, they play nice, you think they're an ally, but yeah, I'm something like that. Like the UK has had success as a in some areas as a government, and they uh, and, and if you try to tell them what they're supposed to do, you know every every step of the way, um, they'll just vote to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it's uh, come full circle. Yep, and then it's uh, SEC EU later. <laughs> All right, Cole, let's change gears a little bit here. I got two questions for you because I ask every new person this. I can't remember okay. if I asked you guys this, Allison and Tab, but if I haven't, I'll let you guys answer. It. Okay, so first question that I have is there a moment? in your fandom where you almost gave up on your fandom? <laughs> uh, 2015. Oh, shit. Kansas State. Where um, were you and what happened? I was in Iowa City that day. Um, why? Well, he was applying to be a Hawkeye fan. Oh, okay. I know why. I know why. Never mind. We'll we'll continue on that. But um. And uh, I, I see how he collapsed it, and I was I was throwing everything I could at the TV. I was like, "Fire Rhodes! No, this is bullcrap! <laughs> Don't wait till he gets off the field. Fire him now!" <laughs> Imagine Pollard walking out there and. Uh, being like, yeah, I'm gonna need your keys too. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, when Bielma yeah, Biel got fired at Arkansas, he, he he was at the 37 yard line. Uh, he couldn't even make it to 35 before he got fired. <laughs> I, would, I would love if, the, if Pollard to fire him on the field and have him go out with the fans. You can't go back through the locker. Room. <laughs> you can't go back to the locker. The team exits. Oh no! You have to go out with the general admission. <laughs> well, and you have to find your own way home. You have to find your own way. Just you can't come with us. You're not an employee here anymore. Yeah. That would be hilarious. So <laughs> I got no. Did you have you guys answered that question before? 
I don't think we have, but I can't really think of a time where I wasn't just a blind sheep, to be honest. There's been definitely been times I was mad. Yeah, I've definitely been mad and stuff before, but I've, I mean, they, okay. they were bad and we were still yeah. fans. I mean, there were times where Iowa fans would try to talk shit, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, we suck. Good and that's track. what I talked about 2015 was that was the year where Iowa, even though they didn't play anybody in the Big Ten, they went 12-0 and and they were talking mm-hmm. about how they were the, the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. And then they got so embarrassed by Stanford in the Rose Bowl that the highlight of the game was the Stanford band's cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got a I got a little something to admit to you guys. Confession, I guess. Uh oh. I did not watch the Kansas State game that year. That's a smart move. <laughs> I didn't even know it happened until after. I would look at the score every once in a while, I'd be like, Oh, we're up by a lot. We'll win this. Whatever. No. <laughs> no. That's not what happened. Anyway. So, I got another question for you, Cole. Okay. Okay. So, this – tell me who your Ryan Spangler is. So, there's, a like, kind of a guy, and Ryan Spangler's this guy for a lot of guys, that you're just like, fuck that guy. I fucking hate that guy every time that Iowa State plays him. Mine is probably Philip Forte, Phil Forte. Most people's people's is Ryan Spangler. Just fucking hate Spangler. Who's your guy? Do you have a guy? Um, Hmm. It it could be for any sport. It could be for any sport. I'd say Geno Smith. Oh. Oh, yeah, he was a nightmare. What a cocky SOB. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That that could have e- this award easily could have gone to Will Greer or Sam Ellinger, but they just <laughs> they never just did well against us. I mean Sam Ellinger did that one year. But you look at who well, what Sam's about as a person though, it's hard to hate a guy like that. Yeah. I was gonna say actually I I didn't really mind Will Greer all that much. I loved whooping his but that one game, but like I, yeah. Wasn't there a Kansas basketball player not too long, like during the Ben year? McLemore? Oh, I fucking yeah. hate that guy. Well what, well, what about Perry Ellis, who had been eligible since 1952? <laughs> well, he was just fun to joke about. Yeah, yeah but I didn't. He, He's he fun to joke about. He was never a threat. I Ben McLemore. Oh my gosh, I hate that guy. Oh, Ben McLemore. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, Perry Ellis was a freshman on the Kansas team that lost with Wilt Chamberlain to Gary Thompson in Iowa State in 1957. I don't know if you guys knew that, but. Redshirt freshman that year, I heard. (laughs) Somebody should go on Wikipedia and change all the Kansas basketball rosters to have Perry Ellis on it. Put him on there. (laughs) Every day. It take Wikipedia a long time to fix that. (laughs) Put him on every single team. That'd be funny. Um, you know, one time I got on Wikipedia and I just wanted to see what type of uh, you know stir I could cause. Yeah, I knew I knew nothing about the details of the deal. It was when Texas Tech hired Matt Wells oh, to be the shit. football coach. Okay, and I just added one sentence in there saying uh, he signed a six-year, seventy-two million dollar contract. <laughs> And then I see all these tech fans like, what the fuck? We paid him $12 million a year. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I, know Texas like a week tech fans. I know Texas tech fans. They, oh man, that's got to drive them insane. And then a week later, <clears throat> Wikipedia was lazy and they, just changed it to he signed a six-year contract they didn't even look into uh you know Mm -hmm. anything else it turned out it was only a five-year contract so that's how lazy wikipedia was but uh no just being on social media for like a day or two like we paid matt wells 12 million effing dollars a year (laughs) oh my gosh that's insane (laughs) that's that might be one of my favorite things. 
that I've ever heard about Big 12, like, pranks and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> they all fell for it and believe in like, Are you serious? Like, yeah, it's on Wikipedia. Look it up. <laughs> it's practically the gospel. <laughs> so, Kevin Allison, who wins your Fuck That Guy award? Oh, let me think. It could be in any sport. Any well, team we play. Well, it, it, that, that, I, I still can't remember his name, and you even said it. That basketball player from Kansas that was a real, just a complete ass. Was he the guy that slammed that? Uh, slam that last second dunk home after just to rub his nose in it. I would have thrown the ball right at his head after that happened. Well, which year are you talking about? 2013, the hose job game. Yeah, yeah. I would have chucked the ball right at his head after that. 2013 was not Ben McLemore. Well, I don't, I, I, like I say, I don't know the guy's name. I just remember the image. I know what he looked like, but. <laughs> and I did, I didn't like him. Are you, th- are you talking about the guy who dunked on or, like, tried to dunk on Niang or whatever? No, it was in 2013 when we got hosed in Hilton against Kansas. Like, <clears throat> yep. And he put that exclamation point dunk in in overtime. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he picked somebody's pocket or what it was in fast break with no time left. And But you know, you know what's really going to happen in some of these Big 12 basketball games, though, this year? <laughs> what? Like – an Oklahoma State player is going to foul out. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them goes to the Oklahoma logo in the Noid Lobel Center and spits right on the logo. Or the same thing when Texas Tech or Baylor goes to Texas this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to see this happen, and you might see fisticuffs in some games. The Texas-Texas Tech games are going to be some of the nastiest games in the history of this conference. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm a... Uh... I'm actually Somebody may die in those games. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so are we going to Norman this fall? Shoot, I don't know. It man. may be the last chance. I don't know, man. Well, if it's the last chance, that means we're going to win because when it was our last chance against Nebraska, we found a way to win. Mm-hmm. And we always find a way to win when it's our last chance. You know, it might be our last chance in Austin. We took care of that too. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'll. Uh, I won't mention our last chance at Colorado then, or at Missouri. Well, but those teams are <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm talking blue bloods only. There we go. So, Al- Allison, who's your fuck that guy award winner? And then I'll tell you who the guy that we're all missing is. I can't right now go back too far. I can't really think of. I honestly, I fucking hate Jordan Bohannon. <laughs> yeah, that's a good guy. That's a good guy to pick. <laughs> that is pretty. Fuck, I hate him. <laughs> Why do you hate him, Allison? Because he's there to hate? such a douchebag. Like I wouldn't even like him if he was on my team. I just look at a guy like Jordan Bohannon and I think, you know what? Deep down, Jordan Bohannon hates Jordan Bohannon because if Jordan Bohannon didn't hate Jordan Bohannon, Jordan Bohannon wouldn't act like, act like Jordan Bohannon. That's true. I'm still thinking about buying some of those things for the mem shirts and putting the picture of him getting knocked out on them. That would be funny as fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just found it funny. I just found it funny. He was looking to charge that guy. And then the other guy's lawyer just said, Hey, if you're going to do that, you know, the state law says that you throw ice at a guy, that's a form of assault. So if you want to do that, we're going to be charging you too. So it's your call, buddy. (sighs) Anyway, I'll I'll tell you who, who the guy, who's my guy. Well, one of my guys, because I have a lot of those guys. More so than Phil Forte. More so than Phil Forte. Can it be a rough, by the way? But we only <laughs> – who's your ref? Mike who's DeFee, the... my gosh. <laughs> Had a thick southern hick Texas accent and screwed us every, every time he could. You know, in 2019, when we had all those close call games, you know, we were 5-1 and one in games not ref by Mike DeFee, and we were 0-3 in Big 12 games ref by Mike DeFee. Do you know, in 2013, he totally hosed us. In 2015, I mean – Wait, what happened in 2013? 
the Texas game, Jeremiah George. Jeremiah George. Yeah, we've talked about that game on uh-huh. here. When he ripped that ball out of Texas's hands and was taking it to the house for like a 99-yard fumble return. Hey, yeah. and, I, remember, uh, they- I, re- I remember the refs in the games where we have big wins, and I remember the refs who screw us over, and I sure as hell remember that one. Yeah, See, we I, were I just black out. I black out who the refs are. I don't even yeah. – oh I, oh, I remember their names, and I got a bounty on them for the rest of my days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is why we brought you on cole but <laughs> so the guy that we're all missing we only played him once that's why we're only that's why we're all missing him but when i br- say his name you are going to punch your wall or whatever's what, near you what sport is it basketball he's from ohio state isn't he aaron, aaron fucking craft yep Aaron I thought about mentioning him, but I didn't crap. think we had enough history with him. Aaron fucking – oh, you don't need history with him. You but don't see, need history with him. But You get see, history with him the second you step on the court with him. He is such a douchebag. Oh, my gosh. And then he – like, oh, God. But see, we then, wouldn't even be talking about him if three blind mice had done their job in that game. Yeah, no kidding. But – Cole, I think you hold grudges on on uh, officiating crews better than I hold grudges against teams that beat Iowa State. I've got a long list of basically every team that's ever beaten Iowa State in any sport. I decide I just don't like the school in general. Well, well, when you're number one in the NCAA and apology letters written, of course I'm going to hold a bounty on all the refs who screw up. I mean, why wouldn't I? I mean, so you'd be an how, idiot. Too. How many how many apology letters is the conference going to issue to Texas and Oklahoma this season? Um, they're gonna issue well, a letter that says, uh, they're gonna issue a letter saying this is possible. your own damn fault. Well, when, when they lose by 28 to Iowa State this year, they may send an apology letter uh, through the uh, Big 12 <laughs> offices in Irving, Texas, saying, I'm sorry you got your ass kicked so bad. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I don't even know what to do. I, this this football season can't come soon enough. Oh, I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. I'm ready to kick the shit out of you and I, kick the shit out of the next team that's coming, kick the ever-living shit out of UNLV, and then get started with the conference and just run through it. Well, but we... we... We gotta, we gotta keep both eyes open for Baylor, though. Why's that? That's gonna be deep in the South Texas heat. Mm-hmm. It might be 125 degrees on the field. We better make sure that we have all our ducks lined up in a row, tending wise and everything. Um, McLean Stadium is a very tough place to play at. Remember when Kansas State in 2012 had their dream season they got up to number one in all the land and they were two games away from being undefeated who ruined it they went down to waco texas so you know i i want to make sure that we don't sleep on baylor so so uh student section ticket question for you guys Mm. would you be in the would you go sit in the iowa state student section if part of the deal was that you had to run around like a sideshow across the uh, entire length of the field to get to your spot, isn't that what Baylor does with their yeah? They run on the field, like do something dumb like that. <laughs> really dumb. It's like, it's like no, why would I want to do that? Yeah, I don't want to run out here. It's hot as fuck. No shit, I already paid. Why do I have yeah. to run now? What? <laughs> I paid to not be a part of the. Freaking thing. <laughs> if I was athletic, I'd be on the field. <laughs> no kidding. It's so fucking hot out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where's my tent? Yeah, no kidding. Baylor will try everything they can to make that game a 230 kickoff. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, Lord. what would be better, a six or an 11? Probably a six. Six, because it's cold. I'd rather play at night. Yeah, it's cooler. But And you know what? <clears throat> when. You're good. You tend to get more of that preferential treatment. I hate to say it, but 
And I don't know. Just Iowa ask State, Oklahoma. Well, that was more of a non-conference situation. Um, yeah, and, 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 and you know what? That game deserves to be at 11 because you know what? Newsflash, Nebraska sucks. <laughs> yeah, they want to put – I mean, the first week, they want to put the good games, the really good games, on at 2.30 and 6. Like, they're not just going to let a blowout be at the night games. Absolutely not. Well, and then they're going to be like, well, then why are they putting Oregon and Ohio State at big noon? I was like, you know, anybody with half a brain knows that that game's going to be a bludgeoning too. I mean, when you're in the SEC, you're going to get 11 o'clock games all the time. Because that's, that's noon there. And well, the, the SEC plays a lot of noon games. With the 16-team SEC, yeah. 10 of the 16 teams will be in central time. Ah, true. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, you're not getting preferential treatment over Alabama. You're probably not getting preferential treatment over Georgia and Florida. Probably not even Texas. Oklahoma, you're you're probably fifth in the pecking order. And if you play a team like Vanderbilt, you're going on at 11 o'clock. Hey, since we um since we weren't going to make this episode about realignment and all this stuff, but we're still kind of dabbling in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I I know and understand the grant of rights. What was this other ninety nine year um, agreement? Of, what was that called? You guys know what I'm talking about? No idea. It was an agreement that said that all ten members would stick together in the same conference for ninety nine yes, years. That, that that Oklahoma and Texas insisted be for ninety nine years. And, and I'm trying to figure out what ramifications there are by by them breaking that clause. I, I, I haven't gotten – I haven't had a chance. We just got back from vacation. I haven't had a chance to look and see. Well, you guys what. don't realize that this is going to get really good and very dramatic here soon. Because I know. I'm you, already, <laughs> you already have enough evidence for the Big 12 – to sue ESPN for their deal dealings with the AAC. And then what's going to happen, ESPN's going to file a motion to dismiss. Any competent judge in America is going to say, heck no, we're not just, dis- we're not dismissing this. And then at that point, uh, the big 12 gets to go into the discovery phase or then they can ask for the subpoena of any emails or communications Related to any of our current 10 members, which would include Texas and Oklahoma. And at that point, then you got tech guys highly specialized at both Iowa State and Texas Tech that'd be able to help Bob Bowlesby out a lot with that and, and be able to recover a lot of things that they try to, like, you know, bleach bit or acid wash or delete or whatever Hillary tried to do. Oh, boy. But, <laughs> but then. <laughs> They're going to find more out and then they're going to be able to add on charges to the lawsuit because I think they're going to find that the SEC and ESPN together reached out to Oklahoma and Texas before Oklahoma and Texas reached out to the SEC. And then somebody had to whisper the sweet nothings into their ear. Yeah. And then you're talking a lawsuit of billions and billions of dollars, and it's going to be tremendous. Believe me. Well, that's what I—that's what's got me wondering is, and you know, everything revolves around making money. Is—is is the money-making plan really for the remaining eight to to stick together and ride it out? And maybe they work out a deal, but they say, "Hey, I can't leave until 2025 because." Otherwise, I'm a, I'm up against it type of thing. I don't know. Well, that, that's why you got to have competent people in certain positions. And I'm just thankful that Iowa State, there's no doubt whether we have a competent person in charge mm-hmm. of those things or not. Yeah. The guy that we're – the people that we're going to have to talk to, there's only one guy. Well, there's two guys. You got to talk to Barry Alvarez. The other guy you have to talk to, 
is I don't know what the guy's name is. I don't know if it's a lady. The, whoever's the AD at Ohio State. Gene well, get Smith. Them on the ne- get them on the next call, would you? <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, what, what, what school did Gene Smith used to be the AD of? <laughs> Shoot. Uh, I'm so, a state, baby. He was the AD before Bruce Vandevelde. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Vandevelde was succeeded by Jamie Pollard. Well, I'll be. I didn't know that. Oh, didn't you? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's true. I guess it was before you pay, paying any attention. No. I, I barely paid attention to who the AD was beforehand. Hey, we just got to get the POW or prisoner of war or Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin alliance to vote for us. And uh, it's full speed. And, and then the Army's full speed ahead into the Big Ten. What about I the wonder, MIA? Maryland, Illinois, and there's no, there's no A. Hmm. Darn. Unless you said like Iowa would have. Well, MIA know, could be like Michigan, MI, and then they share the I, and then IA for Iowa. Hmm. There we go. Well, I don't know. I'm. <laughs> I'm not worried at all. I don't think anybody should be worried. No, I'm not either. It's just we're going to be real interesting. It's kind of. You know, I've had people like in the Discord DM me as far as like their freakouts about, you know, us losing recruits or where are we going to go? I mean, in anything you do, you just got to play the long game and, and you got to know when to act, um, when to just, you know, lay back and then when to just trust the people you've got around you. This is all going to be fine no matter what, even if it doesn't mean we go to the Big Ten. And there isn't a single team I see because of our academic status that's going to wind up in in a better situation than Iowa State when the dust settles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, we, I know our brand name support, you know, isn't all that big and stuff, but we have a hell of a fan base. Are we third largest in the Big 12 right now? 2.4 million uh, fans watched Iowa State in 2020. That beats 10 of 14 Big tw- 10 institutions from 2020. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear anybody say <clears throat> that it wouldn't add any eyeballs or market viewers. <clears throat> and you know what? We had all those viewers with like every Iowa game except for one being held at the same time Iowa State games were held. Just imagine if Iowa and Iowa State games were held at different times, how much our viewership would increase. Well, you know, well, that'd be, gotta... that would be a play for the Big Ten uh, if we were joint members there. Is Sure as hell, don't put them at the same time slots. You can double your viewership right there. Well, and I'm not going to lie. I don't watch every Iowa game that comes on. So but... if they were in the same conference as us, I probably would watch them. Oh yeah, does it have direct implications on us? Yeah. I mean, I, I watch I watch every single Big Twelve game that I can, every mm-hmm. single one. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. but but you know, Allison brings up a good point. It's just like, okay, put Iowa and Iowa State at different times each week, and you're going to be able to get Buku viewership um, yeah. out of the state of Iowa. Oh, and this okay. whole thing of you doubled, yeah, you doubled up the state right there. Mm-hmm. And then this idea of oh. <clears throat> You're not adding any eyeballs. Bull crap. The hell you're not. You just, yeah, you just planted their biggest rival right in the same division as them. Yeah, they're going to watch. Ask Ohio State. Ask Penn State. Ask Michigan. How tough is it <clears throat> to play at Kinnick Stadium and deal with Iowa fans? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one thing the rest of the country does have in common with Iowa State fans. Is once you get to know the Hawkeyes you'll learn to hate them just as much as we do. Well, but but you got to give them credit where credit's due. Kinnick is a very intimidating place to play at at night. Um, and uh, you're going to see the same thing with Jack Trice if we get into Big Ten. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I, I do wish that our stadium was that – you know how Kinnick is real close to the field. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got that blacktop little strip that goes around there that uh, it, it'd be pretty sweet to have the fans right on top of them. 
<laughs> yeah, but then it makes your your uh, ability to expand to get up to 80,000, 90,000 really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to put people super high and they can't see anything. I, I mean, we when we get in the Big Ten, I'm going to say it that way, when we get in the Big Ten. Sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I think it's gonna, a 67% chance. I think that we are going – that the, the stadium is going to expand even more. They're going to get a new press box. They're going to try to expand it. I don't know how they would expand it, but they'd expand it. And we'll be up to 75,000 fans. No time. Because people – like, I'm not – like, you'd think, well, where are we going to get all those fans to come? Like, 15,000 more fans. I think the base has been building. What, what was our – what's our season well, ticket tally up to right now? Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's in the 40s. It's I mean, definitely... you have to have room for single-game tickets. And you have you to have room. Have... But here, here's the other thing. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll sell those season tickets. But the other thing is that the Big Ten travels like crazy. Yeah. Way well, that's crazy. You can. Yeah. Way crazier than the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Way crazier. I mean, Indiana would take their aerial shots at their stadium every time Ohio State came to play. Well, sure. Iowa State used to do that with Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the 90s shots. It's like, wow, that's a lot of red. That's yeah. A lot of red. Yeah, and – that's what. Oh, Indiana... look, the sidelines are both red on both sides. I, I know what game this is. Indiana would get like 7,000 fans at a game. And they, you'd be like, why do they have such a big stadium when there's nobody that comes to these games? And then you watch the Michigan game or the Ohio State game, and the stadium would be packed. It would be. So, Eric, you're an Indiana fan. You should know this. <laughs> Let's say that. Indiana beats Ohio State in Bloomington this year. They won't. If they did, okay. What will the students <laughs> chant at Ohio State? They're not going to beat them. <laughs> well, I don't know. What will they chant? Who's your daddy? Oh, guys. Who's your one. daddy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard that one before. So, but. Yeah. I do but, think Ohio State – you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. I think they could lose – I think they'll lose week one. Who? Ohio State? I think they'll lose at Minnesota. Oh, no. No. Not a shot. Not a chance, dude. Sorry. First game, true freshman quarterback against a four-year experienced starter. Bro, Ask James Franklin and Penn State if TCF Bank's easy to play at. Bro, they First got mine. Williams. Oh, you're gonna bring that name out? No, 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 no. But they they have so many. They have Chris Olave. They have Garrett Wilson. They have another guy who I don't know how to say his name. Um, They have a few other really, really good wide receivers. They have a line. They have a D line. They have everything. Like, does does that matter if the if the quarterback throws behind a receiver, overthrows a receiver, is not accurate? I mean, Rattlesnake at, at Oklahoma. He had some growing pains early. I, I mean, I think it's only expected that Stroud, who yeah, I think will be the likely starter, will have some growing pains too. He was playing Kleiman and Campbell, though. So, well, I, I, I'm not too scared of Fleck. I think that the Fleck's got 11 games in a season at Minnesota. Mm, well, I think we're starting to see the downfall. Well, I think people are getting tired of that row of the boat. Oh, yeah. I know I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not exactly a fan. So, <laughs> I, I think if the game were in November, I'd comfortably take Ohio State. I just think the placing in that game, I think it's going to be a real tough environment. You, you're you're uh, equating it to Oklahoma at the beginning of last season, then. So yeah, and I think Minnesota's a better opponent than Kansas State um, was for Spencer Rattler too. Well, they had Skylar Thompson, but. Is it going to be in Minnesota? Yes. Oh, come on. I wouldn't pick Minnesota at Ohio State. Okay. Huh. I'm, not, I'm not stupid. He's crazy, but he's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know what they say? The difference sometimes between a conspiracy theory and the truth is, right? 
Oh, geez, I did. what? Six months. Okay. <laughs> I have not heard that. That's pretty good. <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, remember but... everybody saying that the coronavirus oh, came my God. from the lab? <laughs> they're like, yeah, you're Cole, a you're going to shut down the podcast here. <laughs> well, I'm just saying six months later, what are they saying now? I mean... I'm going to get blacklisted from Apple Podcasts if you keep this up, dude. <laughs> well, but here's the real question. Who's okay. going to win week one, Indiana or the team out east? I was going to ask you that. That's funny you say that. <laughs> I have to pick based on who I believe will win. I think. I don't know enough about Indiana to really cast a good vote on Indiana this. Indiana doesn't run the ball good is that Indiana is they seem like the air raid version of Big Ten's football. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that does cause Iowa fits. But in most years, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but I don't know enough about them. 